Well, uh, welcome back. Well, this is the Dang Old Venture Boys, a Venture Bros podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnny. Who am I here with today? Uh, you're Johnny. You're here hanging out with your good buddy, Mark, your Venture Boy, Mark. <laughs> that that Venture Boy. That makes Heck us yeah. Venture Boys with a Z. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Welcome to our uh, Venture Bros podcast. We're here to talk about two episodes of uh, the Adult Swim show, Venture Bros. Uh, we're doing these chronologically, and that would definitely lead us right into uh, our, our next episode, Mark. Uh, let's tune into our communicator watches for episode two, Dia de los Dangerous. All right, Mark, you ready for my recap? I am ready for your recap. All right. I worked real hard on these this week. Okay. Because uh, okay. apparently this is all, all you need is a little bit of beer and some courage, and you can write some really cool shit. Uh, <laughs> on a beautiful day in the Jewel of Mexico, Doc Venture, Brock, and the boys find themselves in Tijuana. Doc is set to give a speech, but is less than thrilled at his fee and encourages the boys to go off and find fireworks to keep themselves entertained. Mexico is also the home of the deadly monarch butterflies, and a young henchman by the name of Speedy is eager to prove himself to his mighty boss. After spotting the Venture Boys giving their robot a fresh coat of paint and dispatching their bodyguard, they are whisked away to the monarch's cocoon by his henchmen. Doc awakens to find he is now missing his kidneys and rigs Helper up to be his mobile dialysis machine. Doc pays his respects to his former bro bodyguard Brock, thought to be dead, only to find he isn't, just angry. <laughs> In what can best be described as a as rock-solid grounds for plagiarism, Brock saves the day by parachuting his car into Monarch's headquarters to save the boys. How'd I do? Really well. What's the plagiarism bit? Uh, so I just watched Fast and the Furious 7, which came out in, like, 2015, and they definitely opened the movie by dropping a bunch of cars from, a, uh, like, a helicopter and then, like, all parachuting down. And uh. then they cut the parachutes and they're like driving and it's a whole thing. And I'm like, yep, this is totally like, come on, Venture Bros. Where's your big ass legal team? It's it's almost like that sometimes two separate groups of people will look at two separate different things and they'll come together at the exact same time and say, I'm going to do this. But on the other hand, one team of people was, you know, 15 years later. And, well, you can't go against Vin Diesel because it's all about family, dog. It is all about family. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's it could be it could be it. Uh, Mark, is there anything you'd like to add to our recap? Any any moment here that I missed that you want to make sure our uh, our listeners hear about? No, I don't think I do. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give us uh, our, our extra cast members here. So this is this is our spot here for notable characters and first appearances. Okay, uh, and we're gonna get a couple of notable characters and first appearances here. So first off, uh, Helper, the robot, how awesome is Helper, Mark? <laughs> Poor Helper. <laughs> he is just the best. He is he is the beaker to Doc Ventures, Bunsen Honeydew. Um, I can love Helper. He shows up in so many incarnations here. We also get the introduction, even though he's not numbered, but his voice is very distinct because no, that's not Ray Romano. That's henchman number 24. Uh, he will be a pretty big player for at least the first half of this series. Uh, okay. He's in a lot of episodes. Okay. And then uh, the last one I wanted to put on here is a character we met in the pilot, but is now voiced by their official voice actor. And that would be Dr. Girlfriend. So right. Dr. Right. Girlfriend 
is now correctly voiced by a guy named Doc Hammer. Doc Hammer does a lot of writing on this show, uh, but he's the voice of Dr. Girlfriend. He's also the voice of Billy Quizboy. So when he shows back up again, he was our uh, uh, encephalopathic kid mm-hmm. genius guy from the from the pilot here. Um, he's also the voice of him. So yeah, Doc Hammer does a bunch of voices here. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we hit those cast notes real quick. Uh, Mark, we are to our segment, A Rusty Venture is when you... <laughs> Um, a rusty venture is when you're mowing down monarchs in your Mustang and you run out of windshield washer fluid, so it gets all streaky and red, but you can still see him, all right. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot, especially because <laughs> all that blood is definitely going to turn all rusty colored. <laughs> uh, Mark, we've got standout moments and jokes here. Uh, you want to just kind of ping pong these back and forth? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Um, Brock Samson fights right on. I made a point to track these. We'll get into that a little bit later here. Um, but he takes on the entire, <laughs> so just that opening scene, he takes on the entire Checos, Checkers auto parts store. I, last week I was complaining that Brock skipped, skipped leg day, but quite frankly, it's nice to see a gluteal that isn't diminished in our male models. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then just, just one time, just one time I want somebody to applaud at my penis. That's, that's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our real pilot, right? This one is the real one. The one we watched last week doesn't count. Like it was, it was a one-off. It was a flash animation. It was proof of life, basically. Exactly. Yeah. It was Doc and Marty. It was uh, Tracy Ullman Simpsons. Yeah. 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 Um, It was, it was Hank Hill explaining to the executives at Fox, just how funny he can really be in very poorly animated form. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A peso is about fifty-eight Mexican cents. So Doc Venture still made about forty-two hundred or forty-two, yeah, forty-two hundred dollars. So what's he so shitty okay. about? That's pretty good for two thousand three money. Like, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All those zeros are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the current exchange rate. I didn't look up two thousand three pesos, but whatever. Yeah, um, oh yeah. This cartoon is more racist than King of the Hill. Jesus Christ. Like, I get this 2003. Oh, yes. Like, this is... I'm just going to... Like, and I'm not going to get all hung up on it because I don't care. I... Whatever. But, like, again, 2003 logic. But, like... Okay, so, like, there's the Mexican Doctor, which is hilarious. But at the same time, like, all right, guys, calm down. Um, Every single vehicle having La Cucaracha. Goddamn. Drink. That's racist. It's hilarious. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, I really like Helper's new paint job. I think that's... I Oh, yes. It's it's real funny. That's definitely up here in my standouts. <laughs> yes. No, I love Helper's paint job, uh, and specifically the horn on top of his head. Uh, we get to hear La Cucaracha. Uh, no, back just like beginning of the episode, we're starting strong here. I love Hank and Dean's boss Mexican hats. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. The fact that they're... They're they like the most gringo of white kids. Uh, they're just, yes. <laughs> yep. um, they're walking around. They've got their names stitch, stitched on them. It's Dia de los Muertos, so they get their own sugar skulls. Uh, Mark, did you ever make a sugar skull in school that you definitely shouldn't have eaten because it was made with a bunch of, of glue, like Elmer's glue, but you'd ate anyway? Because why not? <laughs> did, no, did you? I that did. sounds like a deeply personal tale. Oh, what happened? We got to know. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> How did it? How'd that work out for you? Hey, it's hey, you, now you can make fun of me for be, somebody who eats glue. It's it's just great. So it didn't work out in the long run, but at the time it was sweet. Um, <laughs> I love that Doc Venture himself 
cannot even score drugs in TJ because he is so pathetic. <laughs> you and I were uh, we we're talking off off mic here, but he is kind of like the Bill Dotrieve of this universe. Everybody yeah. shits on Doc Venture. He cannot catch a break. It's amazing. Um, no, but uh, kind of scooting on here, uh, I, let's talk a little bit about the monarch in this episode because I love the fatherly way the monarch treats the boys. Uh, it's really campy and really silly and his whole like, I'm going to wrestle you both. Like, <laughs> We both so decided dumb. that we didn't so want dumb. children when we entered into this relationship. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like a sitcom-y conversation to have that goes right into his backstory about, I ate milkweed, thus ensuring my toxicity to this day. <laughs> it's... <laughs> So I wrote that as a, I wrote that as a pro. Yeah. Like how do you introduce villain backstory? Um, a plane crash in the pine barrens and I ate milkweed, but it's actually because we're going to talk about your generational trauma. That's what happened. That's what, that's how we're going to talk about (laughs) your origin story is this terrible event in your past. I love that. That's great. Yes. I'm also going to skip forward for just half a second while we're on pine barrens before we get off this and just say, we have an episode here that just so happens to have one cryptid and with the ability to have two, because what lives in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, Mark? The Jersey Devil. Yep. Hey, <laughs> we get to see the fucking Chupacabra. Why didn't we see the, the Jersey Devil? I'm I'm going to get off my soapbox here. You're the cryptid expert. I just wanted you to know I was paying attention. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what else? What other Rusty Ventures do you have for me? <laughs> It's not rusty, but it's, well, kind of. It deals with blood and kidneys. Um, So I'm getting, I know this is episode two, right? So I can't get anything out of anything yet. But I know some things and I can infer some things. But I'm also getting a, a real, like, Rick and Morty vibe out of Doc Venture. And that, like, your intelligence is your best, is, like, your greatest asset, but it's also what makes you bad. Well, his isn't. His is his dad didn't love him. And he couldn't measure up to his expectation, right? But so, like, in Rick and Morty... Rick is just smart, and that's just, that's the MacGuffin. That's his powers to be really smart, and he just jams shit into shit angrily and then makes a magic weapon that gets him out of the situation. Ha ha ha. Versus Doc Venture is really, really smart, but he's like a future scientist, not a, you know, kidney doctor. So he picks up a book about kidneys, learns how to fix kidneys, builds a dialysis machine, and then continues. And that's my point, is I like this kind of intelligence where I'm really smart, I need to learn how to be smarter, and that's the power, is being smart and the ability to take on new information. And I like that better than Rick and Morty. Interesting. You might be the first person that thinks Doc Venture is smart. Is he not? At the same time, you have a very valid... (laughs) (laughs) No, he. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Like, he he, he rides the coattails of a lot of people. That's a lot of why people give him shit, because he himself is smart, but he never gets forced into any any real big situations or like he doesn't super early on because he can use somebody else's invention for it. But we um, also see super early notice, on that yeah. like, so per last week he makes the Ooray and he just can't quite figure out how yes. it might be used as a weapon. He's the smartest dumb person yes. in the world. And quite frankly, no one's going to mess with him because he's got an Ooray and a Brock Samson. So like, right. If the Brock Samson, if, the, <laughs> if you don't get liquefied, Brock Samson will like punch you into liquid. So one where it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> he can Very coast true. is the point. He can coast on his laurels. And I like that. Yes. Um, can I shout out here that uh, I love the attention to detail, Mark, 
Brock is still holding Speedy, a very dead Speedy, yes. when he emerges from his grave. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> I little just, bit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad. Oh, poor Speedy. He was so close to getting his wings, too. <laughs> you can take the Monarch like, You're going to start seeing... <laughs> the Monarch Mobile. You're going to start seeing these systems break down because we haven't been introduced to the Guild of Calamitous Intent. Um, but, like, all of these villains have their, their order of, of, like, essentially order um, or pecking priority seniority list, if you will. Ah. You'll see that, you know, Monarch has got his number two or his he's got his doctor girlfriend. He's got his trusted henchmen. He's got, like, his associates. He's got his just, like, he, I think he calls his the hive, like, all of his just random general nonsense bullshit. Uh, and they go out henching or arching whatever you will but like you're, you're starting to see that kind of break down with a lot of this you know there's a hierarchy speedy is is one of the lower of the hive he doesn't even have his wings yet right and he probably doesn't get access to a lot of the, the like um guns and and like different shit like that so yeah you're you're kind of you're dipping your toe into a little bit of this yeah which is awesome right on um yeah so I don't have anything else in particular other than the double D word, they hit me with the truck, and the plane crashed into the Pine Barrens hum of the Jersey Devil. So that's that's what I got yes. for all of my standouts okay. and notes. But The double D word, I love that. It's <laughs> so good. It also, it always, always, like that alone from like, what, two episodes in, has sig- like solidified how much more I love Hank than Dean. Because Dean is just such a wuss, and Dean yeah. or and Hank is, is just he's just so much better, such a better character. Uh, the only other thing I have here is it's actually it's a negative for this okay. episode, and I think it's kind of it's set in the tone, and this episode kind of confirms it. But I, you and I were kind of dorks and geeks for numbers and things like that. Um, if you've ever been curious, there's no official kill count for Brock in this series, and it's because you have these really cool m- moments. Where he is yeah. just mowing down people left and right with his car, and you just like you can't physically count it because you don't know who's dead, who's not dead. Like they never officially straight up say, "Right, oh yeah, you've done X amount throughout this series." Like, and to me, that's it's a bad thing. Like, I love that it's stylized. I love that it's supposed to be this '50s, '60s cartoon, '70s cartoon, like all that sort of stuff. But I, the geek in me, is sad because we don't know, right. We don't know any of that. Yeah, I was going to so. make a point to try. Like, I was going to go back, and I was like, well, he beat, like, the three drug dealers up last week, and, you know, then he was in the checker this week, but I don't think he killed anybody, just whooped their asses, but, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and then I was going to, like, pause and, like, count, and I'm like, you know, this isn't Dangle Podcast. You don't need to be such an asshole about animation gags. Just maybe <laughs> watch a show. <laughs> Right, this is a right. new project. This is a new chance to grow and grow differently. <laughs> it's, just, it's very true. So we'll, we'll leave our nerdiness aside for this, I think, uh, <laughs> at least to that level. Uh, Mark, we are to parodies and references. What did you notice getting parodied or referenced in this episode? Um, really quick, I want to shout out a new new segment, and it's called Go Listen to Ooh. That Two Wizards, because we talked about it. Uh, go listen to <laughs> That Two Wizards when we talked about Chupacabra for two episodes, um, Forest when yes. we talked about the Pine Barrens and the Jersey Devil, and all about reanimating humans in our Zombies episode. Yes, guys, please. 
please go listen to Two Wizards. It's There's years of content there. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Sorry to ride my own dick first thing out the gate, but I didn't know where else to shoehorn it in, so I shoehorned it in there. Um, other notes and references. I don't know. This one wasn't that reference heavy, right? Like... So there's a different, there's a couple of them in here and there's one that I'm surprised that you, you didn't notice. What, what, so what, yeah, I was going to say like what you got. So yeah. So, uh, I'm going to call this out for that. I, every episode, I'm going to make sure that the credit goes to the wiki. That's where I'm getting these from. Okay. Um, but in their references, like cultural reference section for this episode, uh, did you know that the Argentinian Ernesto Guevara, otherwise known as Shea Guevara was in fact a medical doctor? So Ernesto Guevara being the name of the doctor in Tijuana is a reference to Che Guevara. That's really funny. You're right. That's okay. Right? Cool. Awesome. Um, they reference the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers mean Joe green Coca-Cola toss. Oh, I saw that when Brock um, throws his shirt to the guy and he's like, take me with yep. you. Yeah. It's take better. me with you. Exactly. Also, yeah, hey, it's, really it's quick. Mean Joe green. Really quick sidebar: My Peggy Hill Spanish is good enough that I understood everything that everybody said. Yay! Okay. <laughs> um, we already know about Dia de los Muertos. Uh huh. It's cra- Joe Green. <laughs> you mean um, that crazy Mexican? Monarchs... What does he call it? The crazy Mexican <laughs> Christmas holiday? Or that crazy yes, Christmas dead exactly. people holiday that you all celebrate? I should have written it down. It's it's something horribly offensive. And I'm like, damn it, I love Coco too much to let you make that joke, Doc Venture. <laughs> um, oh, Monarch funny. talks about halcyon days, which is, uh, it's a phrase in ancient Greek, which refers to a days of tranquility and peace. Ah. Um, come on now, Mr. Greek, you should know that. Um, I didn't know that was a reference. Josh uses it all the time. Like, that's how he refers to, like, any period, you know, about 10, 15 years ago. He also happens to think that the word penultimate doesn't need to be removed from our vocabulary, which I will fight till the day I die. If you use the word penultimate, you're a jackass. Um. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. Start a flame war with your brother podcast. Yes, great idea. Exactly. Um, Doc Venture is specifically, he's he's drinking a specific bottle of uh, liquor or a specific type of liquor when he is at Brock Sampson's grave. It's got a worm in a bottle. What is that liquor, Mark? Mezcal. It is Mezcal. Uh, They talk about monarch butterflies, the New Jersey Pine Barrens. Um, It's a cultural reference in here that organ theft happens in Tijuana. It's actually an urban legend. That's racist is what that is. (laughs) Yes. But there lies my rubs. The one that I was uh, surprised with that you didn't understand or that you didn't get is they reference Fistful of Dollars a lot in this. Specifically with the harmonica tracks. Okay, I can see that. No, they do. They cut a lot of back and forth between Brock and um, not yes. Danny Trejo in the beginning there. Yeah, okay, point. Yes. It's it's movies set in a Mexican border town. Um, it's just there's a lot of little references to it. And I know I know you're a big fan of Ennio Morricone and uh, Fistful, the, the Fistful of Dollars trilogy specifically, which is fucking phenomenal. So... Well, so I yeah. do have a note in here somewhere. I need to get better. I will learn how to write my notes for this eventually. Where the hell is it? It's and a it, it's a work, work in progress, buddy. You're good. <laughs> Damn that Mexican trumpet for the Brock slash drone fight. And then I had the note, I bet Brock would have won had he not just been with that lady of the night. And then it made me think he won all his fights last week and had sex 
after he won the fights. So having sex this week made him weaker, and that's why the tranquilizer darts knocked his ass out. Interesting. So thank you for we'll see reminding how that me of that. When he's in space. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Anyway, spoilers. He lived because here. the other fight was pretty soft. But yes, what? Yeah, uh, that's what I have for references here. Um, our Who's That Guild member villain of the week. Who's, who's that, that guild, guild member? member? We have a re- the return of the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend. And then we have a mention of a... He's a earlier character, but he shows up in the er- opening credits. Uh, von Baron Unterbeit. Oh, okay. They talk about... Baron Underbites. Oh, um, yeah, when they're talking about, like, oh, you're not our dad's, like, arch nemesis. Yeah, I also thought Baron Unterbite. Yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, Baron Unterbite. Uh, he is in the opening sequence. He's the guy, obviously, with a gigantic metal jaw. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you'll see You'll see him eventually. He'll show up. Uh, you get to go to Unterland in an episode, and it's very, very fun. Um, so we are to Brock's kill of the week, Mark. Ooh. So we have Brock's naked rampage at the poker game or his car spree. Those are the two that I, I have. You can really you can put Speedy up there if you want. That's like the most obvious one. Like his just I'm gonna choke the living shit out of you, but he didn't technically kill Speedy. Um, I'm gonna say he got a double kill this week when he threw the knife into the chest of the Chupacabra. Doc Venture goes, What the hell is that? And he goes, Chupacabra. Mexico's full of them, right? And at the very beginning, Doc Venture's talking all that good shit about, and that's why the Chupacabra's total bullshit. And so not only did he <laughs> kill a Chupacabra, he also made Doc Venture look like he was totally full of shit, and that's a double kill in my book. That is a double kill. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. How about you? All right. Well, hey, I think... I think... Uh, so, I mean, honestly, it's probably speedy, because that's just such a... It's such an epic scene, right? He's oh, just great. getting mowed down by dart after dart after dart of tranquilizer and just keeps going until they finally hit him with a car. Yeah. Y- yeah. Is it gratuitous to say, like, the entire In the Monarch's Grandma's Ashes base when he's just, like, doing Donuts of Doom? Because it's pretty great. The cocoon? Is that what it's called? The cocoon? Because it looks like funeral urn. And that's all I could think is, like, oh, oh Grandma's in there. <laughs> No, it's a monarch butterfly <laughs> cocoon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, so so that's oh. where Mark was. I, I swear to God, I, I was watching. I was like, why the fuck is he posted up in a funeral or what is going on here? <laughs> All right, well, that makes D- a lot more sense. Awesome. All right. Hey, there's Brock's it's kill Dia de los Muertos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Jesus um, Christ. I, I think that that brings us to our rankings, buddy. Uh, do you want me to, to <laughs> spell out our rankings here? Do you want to talk about them? How do you want to do no, this? No, please. No, please. You take them away. I haven't found a clever way to, you know, make it not make <laughs> not sense in my own right way yet. Not to worry. Sorry. So I'm, I'm really we... reeling from that's a cocoon. Like, I'm. Yeah, it's, okay. that's a cocoon, Great. man. Um, <laughs> So the way Mark and I are ranking these episodes of the Venture Bros is basically on sobriety and uh, what it's what it's needs to what its level needs to be in order to understand and appreciate the episode here. So the very bottom, an episode that's not very good, it's a must-have, must-have weed. You have to get kind of fucked up in order to enjoy it. Um, these are not good episodes of Venture Bros. 
They're, uh, they're episodes that you're probably not going to pay much attention to. After that, you've got helps. And you know what? Sometimes it just helps to be a little bit drunk. And these episodes are a little bit better than that, but also you're probably not going to pay a lot of attention to them either. After that, you've got our fun edition. And when is when is getting a little fucked up not a fun addition to watching your one of your favorite TV shows? Uh, sometimes it's just fun to, to laugh and giggle and find something a little extra funny. With a lot of these episodes, they're kind of middle of the road and just a little something extra is going to push them over to the edge and make them that much more enjoyable. After that, you've got our not necessary rank. And not necessary means you do not need to have anything in your system to find this funny. This is good TV watching just completely stone sober at seven o'clock in the morning when you're waiting for your buddy to get done with his school shit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Like not necessaries are excellent episodes of Venture Bros. And then finally, our best episodes are it actually hurts you to be indulging in stuff. Uh, so these are the episodes of the Venture Bros where there's lore building and there's world building and all this other crazy stuff. And if you can't pay attention to it, and every second you're gonna miss something you're gonna miss a joke or or some cool little reference to something so it's actually gonna hurt you to be a little fucked up to watch this episode so uh mark with these rankings uh what what do you what do you give this episode man um so i think you called it the it doesn't hurt rank your second rank there kind of like the it's a it you helps. Know, a little bit wouldn't hurt. So I'm just, I'll am just i just read you what I wrote for my ranking here. I think yeah. you could benefit from a bit of bud. Uh, some of the jokes really don't hold up, like La Cucaracha being the only song that Mexicans know. There's a lot of deep lore cuts, or there's a lot of deep cuts in here that, like, I don't know, my wizard brain picked up on a little bit. But maybe if you weren't just watching a show and you could, like, kind of free associate a little bit better, it'd be, a hel- it'd be kind of helpful, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like no, little I, bits, I but like, like you're I not gonna it's... miss out on it. You're not gonna miss out on anything here. There's nothing so crucial as like, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see like when there's so much lore that like <laughs> you're being stoned or even like you just drinking a couple beers is gonna screw up the episode because you're like, wait, what? I'm I'm excited to get to that <laughs> point. Right, right. No, absolutely. Okay, so this is uh, this is a uh, helps to be drunk for you or helps yeah. to, helps yeah, to have yeah. a little bit of weed. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. Hey, well, um, sh- can we call that like our dabble do ya? Ooh, that's a good way to put that. Yeah, dabble do ya. Cool, cool. Okay, uh, well, uh, so I gave it a step up from that, actually. It's a fun addition for me. Now, guys, I want to remind you all, this is Mark's pretty much inaugural run through this show. He hasn't seen a lot of it before, but I've watched right. it multiple times. And so this, the, my mind is, the goal here is not to have Mark and I have the exact same rating. It's just kind of going to be to kind of see, like, where does somebody season see this episode versus somebody who doesn't? Um, And for me, it's a fun addition. It's a one step up from that. I really like seeing some, uh, this is like classic Brock here. Um, The sequence in the beginning where he's he's just taking everybody out buck naked. Wonderful stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I love the animation of his, his face, like as he is just like trying to down all that mezcal and he's just like, where's the boys? But he keeps like sucking in his mm-hmm. lips cause he's so pissed off and yeah, you can see the, the tendon throbbing. I mean, you almost want to put a jungle beat to it. Like he's on some sort of uh, reality <laughs> TV show. Um, <laughs> who would Sorry, even this is not do Dango that podcast? Who would even do um, that once and think that it was a clever joke? <laughs> anyway. So this it's a fun addition to me. This is a, this is a good episode. Uh, it's definitely a very solid first episode. Like you said, we we had our yes, our, yes. our proof of concept. This is a solid opener. 
Um, I think you and I talked in our opening episode about how the only really good pilot was Futurama. It also had the only really good first episode in my mind, which was space or uh, the series has landed. And it's the, like cool. the moon episode. Yes. Yeah. Classic. And this does a mm-hmm. pretty good job of, of showing you what to expect with the venture bros. So, all right. Well, what do you say? We, uh, we venture on over to our next episode, Mark. Uh, let's tune those watches. Good buddy. All right, Mark, let's tune into our communicator watches for episode three careers, careers in, in science. science. Okay. Yeah, that's really dumb, but you're going to keep it because that's what you do, and I'm not going to recut it because that's what I do. I bet there's an echo track <laughs> you on You ready it. for my recap? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. The Venture Bros make their way to Gargantua 1, the space station set up by their grandfather, Jonas Venture. Manstrong and Baldovich need help since the problem light turned on. After a very sexy landing, the crew lands and tours the station. Here, they hear about a mysterious event called Movie Night and the Phantom Spaceman. When Brock is almost sucked out of the bay doors, the boys go on the hunt for the Phantom Spaceman and come to believe their dad is dead. When they find Brock, he is wrestling with Phantom Spaceman and his only God-given weapon. (laughs) Rusty awakens to a hallucination of his dad telling him how to fix the ship, which leads him to find the problem, a melted toy in the control console. Manstrong and Brock repair the hull damage with some tense underscoring um not as good as my previous one but there's a lot of phantom spaceman in this one <laughs> phantom spaceman <laughs> our oh, uh, cast and notables and first appearances of this episode we have um colonel bud manstrong he will show back up again in a fantastic ripoff of manchurian candidate really stoked for you to see that one cool. um we have Jonas Venture here, which he's also uh, obviously going to be a pretty big character, Rusty's dad. And then, yeah, not so ben- yeah, like not slash... fucking Benton Quest, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I know that's a um, joke, but man, I love no, that bit. That was hilarious, right? Um, so no, and then uh, our other notables here, we have a couple of things that are going to come up in, like. It's in the universe of the Venture Bros. So if you hear this, you know that you're in the Venture Bros. Uh, like Giant Boy Detective. He's going to come up a couple of different times. Right. Um, the Problem Light, which you and I kind of, uh, we had thrown around as a name for this podcast. But then ultimately you decided, I decided, we decided it was way too obscure. Mm-hmm. And it probably shouldn't be the name of a podcast. And uh, Movie Night. Movie Night comes back more than once. Which I am also, this that's one of those like deep lore cuts that you're going to be glad that you you paid attention, that you weren't too fucked up to watch this episode because you're going to be like, holy shit, they referenced this in the second goddamn episode. (laughs) So So number one, you uh, and I are going to start a side project ska slash German oompa-pa band called Problem Light that only covers, like, I'm going to say just Smash Mouth, pretty much, but in oompa-pa ska. I really, really... Yeah, I was gonna say I really want to see uh some like Klezmer style Smash Mouth cover. Yeah. Yeah, and then we're gonna get into a big fight about it, right? And then we're gonna go off like creatively and one of the two of us will go on to found the rusty problem light. And people will be like, Well, what's a rusty problem light? And then we'll come back together and it'll be the rusty <laughs> problem light venture. Anyway. 
Well, this is perfect because we all need to know what a rusty venture is, Mark. A rusty venture is when you... A uh, rusty venture is when you get into a big red rocket and think that, you know, your docking is just <laughs> on point, but really it was designed to work that way and you're not as good as you think you are. I almost spit beer out on my very expensive <laughs> laptop. Fuck you. You are welcome. Wow. Wow. That would have been a rusty venture for sure. <laughs> What are our standout moments from this episode, man? What, what what are jokes you really liked? What did you not like? What what do you got for me? Like, I know how many people it takes to build a Death Star, quote-unquote, but I never thought about space barbers. No! How cool is that, <laughs> such a, right? Like, I just... It, it, <laughs> such a funny little bit. By, uh, by, dangle po- by Dangle Podcast standards, this episode already gets bumped up a rating because it made you learn something. <laughs> made me think, yeah. <laughs> um... He started it. He started it. No, I started it years ago in a moment of passion. And I will end it the same way in front of you, Brock, Helper, and God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So good. Fucking, there's Rusty Venture sitting on the, sitting in the big red rocket and taking his wink, wink diet pills. And (laughs) no, I started it. (laughs) first cogent thought is how much he hates his kids that's hilarious he's so angry he is he is so like pissed off to be in space too right like this is this is like everyday bullshit for him like brock is like "Eh, whatever i can pilot and and the kids are just like wow outer space like all that sort of but oh god doc hates it he hates it so much (laughs) yeah um talking about the docking how how good is the 70s porn music (laughs) <laughs> like underscoring it's hilarious as Baldovich and Brock are like talking back and forth to each other <laughs> oh so good I also love the line of um it's it's almost like they're they were made for each other he's like because they were they were designed by the same guy <laughs> <laughs> oh it's wonderful <laughs> wonderful shit I've got a good question for you by the way if, if we're if we're getting to that point uh, yeah, sure. Mark, what do you th- what do you think Lieutenant Baldovich looks like? Like, what do you think her face looks like? Um, do you remember that show Recess? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's the main teacher with the dumb triangle hair, or 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 like um more or more approachable Rule Thirty Four Dee Dee Pickles with whatever color gray black hair that is. Yes, carpet Ooh. matches drapes. Ooh, wow. Ooh, okay. Yep. Okay, wow. I don't know if I'm if I'm meaner than you or not as mean as you. You got to keep that helmet on, but it's you, you do. So I, I was trying to think of the most fucked up face that I could that could be looking back at me. That's got a pretty decent looking body, and what it came down to was a in, instead of normally the this gentleman is African American. We love him. He is a national treasure. But I just imagine white Keith David looking back at me. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was right in your fucking ear. Oh my god. <laughs> and I mean like white Keith David. Like this dude hasn't seen a fucking Sunset below, uh, like, Svalbard, <sighs> Norway, in, like, his whole life. So we just watched They Live. Man. 
Oh, that image no. is so easy for me to conjure my goddamn brain. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I don't What is this? Almost three years of podcasting? I don't think you've ever broken me that bad. Um No, I don't think so. Oh my so. god. Holy shit. Okay. We need somebody um, with some fucking Photoshop skills. I'm on it. It's, I'm making a note. <clears throat> White Keith David. <laughs> oh God! And I can just hear the sex scene in my head too, with being voiced by Keith David. But just <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, um, in that, um, fuck, dude, I don't even know what to talk about. Um, you say something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next next I've got here is Scott here is something uh, you and I also talked about off mic that I know you had a reaction to, and it's the repercussions of Doc pissing his spacesuit. That is the funniest oh. fucking joke that goes on for the rest of the episode. That is just, that is so gross, and that's like the. <laughs> uh... But you know what? It's to like, credit to the writers, because who could have seen? Yeah, but like credit to the writers. That's how you end this shit is your pissy spacesuit. Who saw that coming? No one. Nobody saw that coming. That's amazing. No. Yeah. But like it's the little attention to lines. Like he talks about all I can smell is my own salty leavings and and <laughs> like I'm roasting in my own juices and oh, it's in my gloves. And you just see him like squishing his fingers back and forth Ooh. and you're like, there's just piss in there. Yep, that's just pissy. Oh, I just, this is, this is standout shit. This is what separates this show from so many others. Yeah. So fucked up. That is, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, hey, did you know Sharky's Machine is a real movie? It's about an Atlanta Vice Squad detective, Burt Reynolds, who's in love with a high class prostitute, Rachel Ward, linked to politics and a mob boss. Vittario Gassman. I don't think I'll be watching it. No. It does not sound very interesting. <laughs> or good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying you'd rather get flushed out of the bay doors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on again. It's off again. It's on again. It's off again. That's just called <laughs> blinking. I have that in here too, the light blinking. The problem with yeah. blinking. <laughs> um, also, we, we we get excuse me, yeah, a new level of badassery here. Uh, how badass is Brock Sampson for surviving essentially being in a fucking vacuum of space for a, like a good almost minute, and just like <laughs> hacking up giant blood chunks and shit. Like I love that they built was... him up to be this mythical dude that can't die. <laughs> what? It was about the size of one of those, what do you call them, little kiwi fruits? But I don't feel like anything's missing, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> it's just so good. He's the sw- Swedish murder machine, as we learned last episode. Yep. Yep. Goddamn Swedes, man. Yeah. They're Norwegians, Mac. Um, <laughs> dude, how the hell did hey. Helper get? How the hell did Helper get back to Gargantua One? He landed in the satellite and took control of it. Is that what it was? I must have looked. Down That's what at I'm that gonna moment, say. Because I was like, I walked or I like looked up and all of a sudden he's back on Gargantua. I'm like, how the fuck did you get here, Helper? 
Well, assuming that Helper is moving faster with orbit than Gargantua one is probably in a geosynchronous orbit, yeah, he just makes a couple laps, and next time he sees it, grabs on. Okay. Okay. Science. Uh, um, I mentioned it in my uh, in my like recap here, but uh, I gotta say one of the standout moments of this is Hank and Dean watching Brock wrestle with this phantom spaceman. <laughs> just the play-by-play. Oh. Ooh, he's got him on his back. It's not going to be long now. <laughs> Disgusting. It is it is awful. Just awful. Um, I don't know. And then Manstrong. My last one here is that Manstrong and his, his Smurf reference, like, <laughs> he's he just, got a big knobby hand. I bet he's huge. Looks like a mushroom. Does he have a Smurf living in it or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's so clear in my brain, but I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like, and Manstrong is such a he's such a fucking baby. I love yeah. it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, what other what other standouts you got for me, buddy? Um, really just the, um, Johnny quest bullshit with, um, pop adventure cutting in and out of costumes. Every time you see him, I just like that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked about it on, you know, episode zero. Like, yeah, I like the old Hanna-Barbera Johnny quest stuff, Johnny quest stuff. So yeah, it made me happy. Yeah. Um, also, um, what is that Tang? The name of your sex tape. And then also, <laughs> Um, talking to his dad, I can help you get through this. Finds his little amphetamine tablet, pops it. Bye, Dad. <laughs> just so. <laughs> just. <laughs> yep. So I just talked about how this isn't Rick and Morty, and like, I like that it's like okay, it's not a positive spin, but literally he takes the pill, puts him straight, and then he can like get back to being a human. Like instead of right. being incapacitated by it, I just. I don't know, man. I like this spin on the, like, addicted, troubled genius. It's kind of, it's better. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Well, and this is a good example of what I was saying where he he, he is not all that smart most of the time. Like, in this one, they said, oh, yeah, we called you because it says call Dr. Venture. He'll know what's going on. And he basically is, he sends Brock down to the cargo and then calls him. Anything different in cargo? This is so fucking pointless, Doc. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's... He just lucks into shit sometimes. It's great. Right. Um, well, we're going to move on to parodies and references here. What parodies references did you notice? You mentioned Sharky's Machine, which is in here, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know if that counts or not, but um, I just I, I just was like, there's no way that's a real thing. Oh, God, it's a real thing. Um, parodies and references. I'm 900% sure the ship pulling into the dock is a reference to some sci-fi movie that I've seen somewhere. Um. Uh, what's his name? Big Boy Detective? Giant Boy Detective. There you are. I am 900% sure that's either um, Hardy Boys or Tintin, I'm assuming. Just that's their okay. parallel import they're in. Um, I'm sure that Baldovich is Russian for something. I just don't speak good enough Russian. Pretty sure Phantom Spaceman is Scooby-Doo. I don't know, but I like to, I like to think of it <laughs> as that. Um, we already talked about Tang. Um... I think that's about it. I don't know. I'm sure that there's some in there, but what didn't I hit? Because I didn't hit anything. 
No, you're good. Uh, per the wiki, you did hit one, which is good. I just said you hit Sharky's uh, uh, machine. Um, <clears throat> per the wiki here, the problem light is most likely a nod to HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Uh, the just okay. ever, ever present giant red glowing fucking light. Um, the uh, hallucinations of uh, the dad wearing different different things. A snorkel in a dry suit, tuxedo underneath. It's uh, possibly a reference to Goldfinger, because that's what Bond is wearing in Goldfinger oh, in the very beginning. Okay. He okay. he wears the whole snorkeling suit, and then he unzips it, and then he's in a suit suit. Um, Baldovich's father purportedly invented Mister Mouth, a children's action game where a motorized frog head rotates in the center of a board. Use a spring-loaded hand affixed to each arm to pro- propel plastic housefly pieces into the frog's mouth. So oh. he said, uh, at one point, Manstrong's like, uh, her her father invented Mr. Mouth, so she's an heiress. You'll live yes. quite nicely together. Yeah, I thought that was just a joke. I didn't realize that was a real thing. Very cool. Yes. Uh, Bud Manstrong is very clearly a reference <laughs> to the first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, and the last one here is, uh, there's a reference to the, uh, movie, the Royal Tenenbaums. You ever watched the movie, the oh, Royal Tenenbaums, Mark? No. Uh, Wes Anderson. Years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mr. Uh, Captain. Wow. Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen. Thank you. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's character in that movie is a guy named Eli Cash. And he has a novel okay. called old Custer that he's talking to and, and all that stuff. Um, anyway, he talks about characters riding into the friskalating dusk light. And uh, Manstrong says it's a friskalating starlight. Friskalating was a word that was specifically created for that movie. Oh, neat. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah. So, there's a couple of references for you. Um, we have our Who's That Guild member, uh, villain of the week. Who's, Who's that, that guild member? member? And there is no villain in this episode, is there, Mark? Or is there? I mean, the Phantom Spaceman is the hot from far away girl we made love to along the way, right? No, as I was gonna say, that's that's who I've gotten here. I've also got um, because they will show up later. Prob- <clears throat> the problem light and movie night. Oh yeah, because this is our lore okay, building cool. section. So shit that's gonna come up later. Um, we oh, will neat, also okay. see Bud Manstrong later, but I don't believe we see Baldovich. I don't believe we see Baldovich again. I may be wrong. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, that brings us to Brock's kill of the week. We have Brock surviving the cargo bay wrestling, quote unquote, with Baldovich or his space fight with Manstrong in the very end. What is our winner, Mark? Um, I'm going to say the Phantom Spaceman fight because it's a really effective way of showing how describing action off screen can be achieved by two characters witnessing it and lets you get away with something and double layers of joke. How about you? <laughs> That's absolutely it for me. I like the Manstrong fight because he's just like, he's got that weird Ted Bundy stalkery li- vibe. No, not Ted Bundy. Who's the other one that ate, ate people? Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you. I don't mean to, yeah. to soil the good name of Ted Bundy. He's got some real Jeffrey yes, Dahmer please don't. fucking vibes. <laughs> please don't soil the name of a, of a necrophiliac. That would just be terrible. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. Um, But it's, and it's a fun space fight. And I love his whole scene of him just like his eyes almost popping out of his head and, and him just like walking in from the cargo bay with the snow and shit on his shoulders. Like, 
oh, what the fuck just happened to you? <laughs> so, great, great shit. All right, man. Well, we are to our rankings here. What did you give the episode, man? Um, So I watched this right after I'd taken my pre-workout, and about midway through with the Phantom Spaceman fight, I got weirdly horned up for mayhem, and I think it improved my lifting at the gym. So I'm going to say a dab of something will do you. But this is a A funny episode, like... There's enough in here, so, like, if you're saying that, like, the uh, problem light comes back again, okay, cool, because I can remember back to this episode where, like, you know what I mean? Like, they did a good job of setting it up. If that is what we're going to come back to, awesome. Like, and it wasn't hard to understand, you know, and now it's a pee-pee light instead of, you know, a cowboy light, but still. Right. Yeah. How about you, buddy? What do you rate it? Excellent. Uh, this is also a fun addition to me. Um, I I like Manstrong. I, he's a great character. I'm glad that you're going to see him again. Um, Baldovich is also very fucking funny. I love that everybody just can't look away from from white Keith David's face. Um, <laughs> it is it is just amazing. I also love how direct Baldovich is to Manstrong. Like it has been two years of hands holding and kisses on cheek. What else do you expect? Like, just Love totally notes calls in him out for it. <laughs> Yes. 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 Um, so, no, it's, it, it's, there's a lot of really good shit in here for, like, what seemingly should just be one-off characters. But really, this is one of the, like, most distinct episodes for me because of Doc pissing himself in his suit. Because that is <laughs> such an uncomfortable fucking thing to imagine with myself. Like, can you imagine in a like you're in a almost all rubber suit and you piss yourself and it is yeah. everywhere and you like you can't get out of it. You have to stay in the suit. And so you're getting like that weird pruny finger from your own piss. Like, no, 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 no. Can't do it. So uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's I'm never going to forget it. Like, holy shit. So no, but this is this is a fun addition. I think uh, a little bit of something extra here is always it's going to add to this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, really quick, Johnny, you asked me what was Brock's best fight this episode. And, um, I want to yeah. ask you thus far. We have seen, I'm just going to keep this running list because I want to ask you every week now, what is your favorite Brock Sampson fight? And I don't blame you for not remembering them all because there's quite a few here just in three episodes, but right. there is the mummy in the landing year. The Gator in the landing gear, uh, beating muggers to death with a door. <laughs> okay. The Mexican Checker Auto Parts. The Parking Lot Darth Dart Battle of Death. Chupacabra Kill on a Plane. Rusty Venturing in Monarch's Lair. Putting the Phantom Spaceman into a pretzel bender. Or the Smackdown in Space. Which one is your favorite? <laughs> well, see, I was going to say Speedy from last episode because, God, that's such a great great like thing like he is just down for the fucking count they think they've killed him and speedy is just crying and they're like oh he's got a hold of him real good but (laughs) you you called it pretzel bender and so i have to go with that now (laughs) he's putting him in the pretzel bender you're gonna have to teach me that one brock (laughs) 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 fucking man he's the voice of a generation i just (laughs) 
Oh, I, that's so that's what I'm I... enjoying about these is when they they act like kids, like when they act like the way that ten year olds were written in like the eighties. You know yes. what I mean? Like the idea of what you were supposed to act like, and like these are like they're too old for this. But you know, we're still gonna like yes, and ourselves into picking up a gross hooker. It's great. Oh, absolutely. Well, see, you haven't met any of Hank's alternate personas yet, and when you meet people like Enrico Matassa. Spanish playboy. You're going to get really fucking excited, I think. Oh, no. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> I'm also very excited for when we hit shallow gravy, but that's that's a whole nother episode. Um, buddy, we're going to end this, but I got to ask you th- this excellent, awesome final question here for the end of this episode. Uh, has this replaced any of your four Mount Rushmore Adult Swim shows yet? Um, no, not yet, but there are some good jokes and there are some good bits and I'm looking forward to the day that it might unseat one of them. How about you, buddy? Is it still good. up there? Is it going to get up there? Is it, how do you feel about it? Oh, it's, it's definitely still up there. This might be my Lincoln. It's no Washington, but it might be my Lincoln. Okay. Okay. Also, yeah. um, answer to the question you asked me a long, long time ago, Abraham Lincoln's face on that body, but like... Still very clearly a woman, but the big old Lincoln beard. Yeah, that is the worst head. That is the worst. Because I think I could either get rid of, like, the weird concerned look, that terrible face wart, or the beard. I could forgive one of them. But all three of them together just... Yeah, makes Lincoln unfuckable, man. I don't care how hot his body is. Her body. Plus the Russian accent. No, no, actually, Lincoln with a Russian accent gives me a boner, but that's, you know, different thoughts for different times, buddy. <laughs> I'm all about oh, that. I love it. Um, excellent. Well, guys, we're uh, we're going to wrap up here, and we're going to let you know where we can find us. Um, you can always reach out to Mark and I. We are on lots of digital platforms, but the best place to find us is on our Blue Sky High Hammock Radio. Um yeah, we're there to talk uh, Adventure Bros. We're there to talk King of the Hill. We're there to talk animation. We love King of the Hill and and Stephen King. And I'm trying to think of... I, I've had too much beer, so now everything that says <laughs> like has the word King in it, I think we love. King of Queens? No, we don't love King of Queens. No, like not, not so much. Not King of Queens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Leah Ramini. I like her an awful lot, but nah, I'm not willing to talk to you about it. Mark, where can was they it, find you? Was it with you or Brad? That I figured out that, like, Kevin James's Doug Heffernan is, like, an actual, like, character that, like, can multiverse hop. It must have been with Brad. Yeah, it was with it Brad was on Brad. Show the Kids because we got to talking about it. Yeah, uh, we should talk about King of Queens one day. That'd be a weird talk to have. <laughs> That'd be a really weird fucking talk to have. Um, in the meantime, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can find me on our sister podcast. Um, I was going to say the Dangle podcast. That's not what this is anymore. <laughs> you can find us on our sister podcast, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, a weekly cinematic review cast where me and our buddy Brad try and fill in gaps in our cinematic knowledge and discuss when do I show this thing that I love to my children. Or or you can find me on the Two Wizards podcast where me and my buddy Josh stare into that void so you don't have to. And, um, you know, I don't know if we said it at the top, but hey, thank you for being here, listeners. Um... If you came over, if you migrated from Dangle, what do y'all think, man? This is two episodes in. Like, can't establish a pattern, but you're getting an idea. Where? How do you feel? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How awesome is all of my amazing sound design that makes us into a radio <laughs> zoo show? Let us know, man, because I am genuinely curious. 
Yeah, we're working on little hearts out. This, we're trying to, to switch this up, uh, make it so that you don't feel like we just took the same old formula from Dangle, which we absolutely love. But we wanted to switch it up into something new. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for coming by and listening. And, and hey, come on back next time. Let's get on out of here, Mark. What do you say? Yeah, I say, let's say, go... What are we calling ourselves? Go Team Venture Boys? Yeah, Does that go make team it sound Venture like boys. we're hunting boys? Nah. Okay, well, yeah, on a one and a two and a one, two, three, go, go Team, team Venture, Venture Boys! boys.